0: I'm Jacob Rodriguez, Editor-in-Chief of the University Star, and you're listening to a University Star
1: podcast. Around here, when you win, it isn't good enough, you know? But when you lose, damn sure ain't good enough. So so what is good enough? You guys need to tell us what is good enough. I guess you get paid to cause controversy, but in this locker room, we're not going to help that call.
2: You,
0: you, you write that in the paper. You write that. You make money off that.
2: You're carrying on like a legacy, like your last name, you know? The people that did this in the 80s, they weren't doing it just because, oh, they thought it was a cool hairdo. No, they were doing it because they were badass.
3: Cool. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Cats, Scott, Our Tongues. I'm Claire Partain, the sports editor, and we are on episode 28, so thanks for sticking with us. Uh, so today we're going to talk a little bit about the crazy win we had against Georgia State this past weekend in football. We're also going to talk a little bit about the sweep, Uh With volleyball this weekend at home, and that's going to be with Kate Andrews. And then we're also going to preview the Nichols State game at home this Saturday. So right now I'm with Andrew Zimmel. He's going to talk about this past game and all of the emotions surrounding it. The
0: Texas State Sports Press, one day we'll get it right, Claire. Uh, Look, the the triumphant return... And this is this, this is, is a return. This yeah. is a return. It's also funny that now we have people actually like you know calling me that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at some point you're gonna have to break in. You're gonna have to bend to the will of the press.
3: I'm never bending. I will <laughs> never. This is the VP of <laughs> podcasting right here. I don't know the sports press. I don't know him.
0: Not yet. All right. So you want to talk about Georgia State? So yes. This is this is what happened to me. So I had uh, press passes to go to the UT Oklahoma State game. Mm-hmm. I was working in Austin doing their tailgate show. And I kind of stayed for like seven minutes of game time. And I was like, well, I'm going to surprise my parents who live in San Antonio. So I said, all right, well, I'm going to jump in the car and go. So I turned on my iHeartRadio app and I was listening to Bill Calhoun or Calhane and uh, Clint Shields on the call mm-hmm. uh, from 1300. So I am on the radio broadcast, we're going, and I listened to it the entire way down to San Antonio. Never cuts out perfect signal. So I get home, I beat my parents home by like five minutes, but i had my phone going with the game Mm -hmm. so they kind of sat down they were listening to us i felt like it was like 1930 again everybody (laughs) around the radio box uh but so bill love the guy he's georgia state is driving it's Mm -hmm. 10 seconds on the clock they try to clock it like the one and he says they don't get it off they don't get it off the bobcats win so i'm ecstatic i'm really happy this is a great win for the bobcats it's a great win for me i was you know it was great good first conference win so i do my you know ceremonial let me tweet this out and say congratulations to jake spavitol congratulations to the team
3: so you sent out the tweet before the game was over
0: well i thought the game was over and it oh, wasn't
3: big mistake big mistake big mistake, mistake.
0: <laughs> big mistake. <laughs> so i tweeted i'm talking to my parents i'm like hey how's it going miss me right and they mm-hmm. said no and I, my phone starts blowing up which is, you know, to happen. You tweet out a congratulations thing. People mm-hmm. are going to retweet and stuff. But I'm getting a lot of tweets from my friends saying, what in the hell are you talking about, Zimmel?" Oh, no. Game's not over. I was like, what? So I turn on my app again. I'm listening to it. And it turns out, went to Booth Review. And of course, Texas State has never in the history of the program ever gotten a good call. No.
3: <laughs> never never happened. Never.
0: <laughs> and they go to Birmingham, Alabama, where the Sun Belt Conference, I guess the ref of uh, Jumbotron is. And they said they had a second. Mm-hmm. So Georgia State lines up for the kick. Of course, they make it, and we go to overtime. Right. So now I am sweating bullets. Claire. And this is
3: after this is after the fireworks went off. Everybody rushes the field. Spavodol screaming.
0: Everybody's super excited. Mm-hmm. It is very. It was. It was honestly crazy at the stadium from the videos that I saw. Yes. In my yes. house, you have to imagine I'm jumping up and down, screaming. It's and you crying. by yourself? Oh yeah, I was super excited that we won, and then yeah. we didn't. So now I'm sweating bullets, Claire, because I am a disciple of the don't tweet and delete. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you're going to put it out there, put it out there. Don't get rid of it. So we go to overtime. Okay. It's tied after one overtime. I'm like, okay. So this is the anxiety starting to build up. My chest is tight. My Mm -hmm. heart is pounding. Go to second overtime. Okay. All right. Make a field goal. We're good to go. Right. Go to the third overtime. Georgia State misses the kick. And this is where I was so happy. I was... You know, I was like, okay, we got Josh Rowland. Who, if you read the paper, you should be reading the paper. We're gonna have a feature on him we are. Uh, this next, next week. week, so we're excited for that. I'm like, I don't really know this guy from Adam. I know he came from Texas. I know he's kicked a couple field goals for us earlier in the season, but this is the biggest one of his career. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the game-winning field goal. This is it to win a conference game in san marcus the, the first, first
3: time since 2015
0: yeah first time That's in a lot of long pressure. time
3: would you want to be rolling in this situation
0: i love the lights and the attention on me so i so think you, I, so I, I,
3: I can see that actually. but
0: there's a lot of a lot of anxiety goes into yeah. this kick is up kick is good I, Claire, I swear to you, and I know it's hard because it's audio podcast, but mm-hmm. I was weeping, ugly crying. No, I'm mm-hmm. complete. I'm on the ground. My parents are looking at me like I'm a crazy person, just weeping because the monkey, in my opinion, you're going to talk to Colton about this with Nickel State, I feel like the monkey might finally be off our backs a little bit. You play SMU and Texas A&M and Wyoming, all very good schools, you know, you expect to win one of those games in Wyoming, or yeah. I guess Wyoming, maybe not all 3 mm-hmm. But it kind of feels like the monkey's off our back. A little bit, right? A little bit, yeah. The worst thing to have as a sports fan is hope. Mm -hmm. Okay? Because that's just pulls your soul out. But this is the first time that I was completely anticipating having Texas State ruin my weekend again for the, like, 40th consecutive week in a row. Texas Uh State ruining my weekend.
3: And they're coming on top. It didn't happen.
0: No. So they played a really good game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gresh, I thought, looked Okay. Vit didn't show up at all, so this is a big win for you and I, who are on the Gresh Jensen yeah, train. Not and not Vitt Marcus. Not Vitt Marcus. No. <laughs> I, you know, you don't hate the guy, but you kind of hate Jacob for yeah, continuing. Yeah, it
3: it's more towards Jacob. <laughs> it's directed towards him 100%.
0: So I, I think that Gresh is going to get the start this weekend mm-hmm. uh, against Nichols, and hopefully that he plays perfect football like he did this last week and not throwing interceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I'm riding this win very, very, very high.
3: Yeah, no, it was up and down for me, too, looking at the live tweets. And I wished I was there so bad. But I wish even more that I could have seen you crying on the floor at your parents' house. Look,
0: my parents, you know, they love me, I think. But mm-hmm. they were looking at me like I was a crazy person. No, they I
3: can see it. I want that. I want to see that vision.
0: <laughs> this is – in Texas State sports, and I know that we've gotten in trouble in the past, I guess, for saying, like, the we and the fan. But the fan aspect in it, covering this team, yeah. you want to see these athletes do well. You want to see these teams win. And for them to get a big win. And, uh, you know, they can't be thinking about it at this point. It's Thursday. They can't be thinking about it. Uh, but I think all of us need to be. Oh, yeah,
3: for sure. We need to ride, ride this wave. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, if we follow them this closely all the time, it's there's no way we're not going to be fans. So
0: So I'm going to touch on this, and you yeah, can talk that? to Colton about it a little bit. Okay. What do you think fan attendance is going to be this weekend?
3: Oh, it's got to go up. First off, we've been at home. So, you know, we've had the – we haven't been away where people aren't really paying mu- as much attention because we don't have the most dedicated fan base. As no, apathy. Knows.
0: apathy. Apathy. A little yeah. bit of
3: apathy, right? So, but after this win and after the craziness of the win, you know, it wasn't just like, oh, we finished it out. It was triple overtime, fireworks, Spabs mad, everything's going crazy. I think people want to be part of that excitement. Everyone wants to be part of something like that. So, all the haters and the fans, I think, are going to pull up. And maybe it's not going to be, you know, like some other colleges attendance-wise, but I do think we're going to see some improvement, especially if we pull through with this nickel State win.
0: I love it. Thanks, man.
3: Yeah. All right, thanks for coming on, Zimmel, and next I'm going to talk to Colton about the Nickel State game and go into it a little bit further. All right, so now I've got Colton McWilliams on. Uh, we're going to talk about the Nickel State game coming up this Saturday, and so this is an old rival of ours, you know, the Battle of the Paddle, and rumor has it they never brought the paddle back
2: no they actually did not so the give you backstory on the battle of the paddle it was 19 what was it 1998 Mm -hmm. i guess texas state and nichols say we're going to play a game here in san marcus except like it rained and it like flooded out and i think i forgot who it was but one of the athletic directors said like oh you're gonna have to bring a paddle to the foot just to get to the football stadium that's
3: that's how the battle for the
2: paddle became a thing. So mm. so since then, I guess they played the next day, basically they just played for like a paddle. And that's how it, the rivalry became a thing. It was like the battle for the paddle. And it became like a, like I said, because we were in the same conference, it was always like a really big thing. Mm. until when we made the transition to the FPS, that's when everything, that's when a bunch of controversy started because it was when we, We played Nickel State, and we just made the jump to FBS, so we now have, like, more scholarship players and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. When we won, uh, like I said, Nickels won the previous year. We won the next year. Nickel State flat-out refused to give us the paddle because they're like, no, y'all cheated by by, because y'all are an FBS team. So they never brought back the original, like, trophy.
3: Oh, wow. I didn't know about that.
2: So from, like—so I've been basically— like, all the Texas State journalists have been trying to give the story and basically— I guess Larry Tice had to make his our own paddle so we can have it. And now the original trophy is, like, no one knows where it is now.
3: It's so, missing? Like, it, the Holy Grail Yeah, it something? is
2: missing. That's so crazy. apparently, if you talk to a Nickel State coach, it's like, it's not in, like, their trophy case. Because, you know, we don't play mm-hmm. each other anymore. And, like, there's rumors floating about, like, well, it's either at a bar in Nickel State or at a frat house. But... The location is, like, nowhere to be found. Do
3: you have any theories of your own? Uh, To me,
2: it's probably, like, hang it up at a a bar. Uh, I can see that. I could see, like, some... Either that or, like, some fraternities. Mm -hmm. Like, it's either one of those two. But it's, like, an interesting story. Very interesting. I'm
3: not going to lie. I thought it was a ping pong paddle, and I like this a lot more. (laughs) I really do. So... Okay, it's a little off to me to keep a trophy even though it's not rightfully yours. Yes. but
2: I thought that was, when I first heard that, I was like, that is some real fucked up shit. Yeah. Like, you're really going to be that petty enough just to be like, no, we're just going to keep the paddle even though. Exactly, uh, it's
3: petty. It's it, super petty. <laughs> yeah, so we made our own paddle. And so are we battling for this I paddle? Ho-
2: I hope so. Okay. like it, it would just ruin, like, the whole thing and, like, like, Jake Spavadol talked about it. it. was like, yeah, this is a rivalry called mm-hmm. Battle for the Paddle. Like, when he... Like, apparently he asked, like, have y'all heard about this? Like, no one's heard about it because we haven't played for so long. It's been
3: enough time.
2: It's been enough time where a lot of people just don't remember. And apparently, mm-hmm. like, it's a big enough thing that alumni have been, like, talking to Coach Spavadol, saying, like, hey, we need to win this game against Nickel State. So oh, that's dope. It is really cool. Like, it's a really interesting backstory mm-hmm. heading to this week. And it's like, oh, wow, there's a lot of old feelings. Like... Like I said, people are still sore that Nickel State <laughs> kept that paddle. Honestly,
3: like, I am too now. Yeah, I,
2: Like, hearing that, I was like, yeah, I would be pretty pissed. Like, mm-hmm. no, we beat y'all. We deserve a paddle back. Yeah, if you but, win
3: the game, you get the paddle. Yes. It seems simple. So, okay, coming into this game, hopefully we're keeping our paddle. What do you think?
2: This is going to be a tougher game than, like, than I think a lot of people are going to expect because everyone thinks, like, oh, it's an FCS team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to just roll over them. No, Nickel State is good. Like... They're, like, one of the better, like, FCS teams, like, in the nation. Okay. Like they, like, they beat Kansas, like, not too long ago. I don't know if it was, like, last year. And they played a really good game. I forgot who they played, but they played a really close game against another team. So, Nickel State is, like, no joke. Mm-hmm. It's, like, if the, if Texas State doesn't show up, like, Nicholas State can beat them. It's not, they're not that terrible. Like, they're go- just good enough to beat, like, a bad te- like, a good team on a bad day. So, they're not a
3: throwaway team. No, it is
2: definitely not. Like, out of oh, – it's going to be something weird, but out of the three-game homestand between Georgia State, Nickel State, and Louisiana Monroe, Nickel State's the one that scares me the most. Cause, really? Because everyone, is, I think, is overconfident. Like, oh, yeah, it's just an FCS team. It's mm-hmm. like, no. Like, good. this is like a good FCS team. Like, you look at your North Dakota State's, like your James Madison's and a couple of other good ones, like – on their they can beat pretty good FBS teams. I mean you saw with Appalachian State when they beat Michigan in two thousand and seven. And mm-hmm. then North Dakota State who keeps beating like all the like not even like small schools like the Sun Belt or like conference you say like big team like big ten teams and like big twelve teams.
3: So coming off of the Georgia State win, I bet a lot of people are feeling pretty confident about it too.
2: Yes, I think this win over Georgia State has given like Basically, a big boost of confidence. Like, okay, we're not a crappy team this year. We Mm -hmm. can at least be, like, you know, at least we can beat like, a couple of teams. I think this win was so important just because, like, it was a triple overtime. Like, because the emotions were Mm -hmm. so high.
3: And you were down on the field, so you saw all the craziness. I saw
2: everything, and, oh, my gosh. Like, it was the – you can hear, like, the excitement, like – within everyone on the football field. Like, I remember when the spike went down and, like, everything, like, the fireworks were going off. Everyone rushed the field, and I was like, oh, my God, I thought we won. And then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden, oh, no, we got to – like, there was, like, an intensity on the field. It was just like, wow, this is actually really cool. Like, it's a big step up from, like, SMU, because I remember, like, mm -hmm. the entire fan base was like, oh, crap. Everyone
3: was dead Everyone was dead,
2: but, like – but when that, we beat Georgia State, it was like everything like shot up. Like, okay, it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not going to be a crappy team. But we're at least like a decent team.
3: Mm-hmm. So, I talked about it a little bit with Zimmel. So, after this Georgia State game, uh, do you think that fan attendance is going to be
2: higher? I I hope so. I really hope like this victory over Georgia State at least boost the attendance. Mm-hmm. And I think because, I don't know, like. The whole rivalry thing with Battle of the Paddle, like, I think it should be big, but because it's so, like, obscure nowadays, like, I don't think it'll, un- maybe not enough fans know about it. It'd be more of an alumni thing. It, like, it I mean. would be, I, I would expect, like, more alumni to show mm-hmm. up than students, because, like, if you talk to students about Battle of the Paddle, you're probably not going to get, like, well, what's the Battle of the Paddle? Yeah. But, because, like I said, it's been, like, since 2011 since we played, that's, like, a eight-year difference, like you've already got a new crop of like students who probably mm-hmm. never heard of like nickel state or where nickel state plays much less know about the rivalry. Mm-hmm. But like, like I, said, I do expect like more, I think more, you're going to see more of your alumni fans show up because like, it is like an historic game for them mm-hmm. knowing cause they, cause they experienced like battle of the paddle, like that 98 game and all of that stuff. I, I think the students will show up just on the merit of like, yes, we beat Georgia state. Like, mm-hmm. Okay, like, and seeing, like, how SMU, like, beat TCU. And, like, oh, yeah, we lost to, like, a top 25 team in SMU and A&M. So, I do think it's students are going to show up because, like, off of the win. Not because yeah. it's a rivalry Not game. because of
3: Nickel State, but because, because they like, have confidence in us again. Yes,
2: confidence in that we're going to yeah. beat Nickel State, yes.
3: And you do, too. I mean, you picked Texas State to win, yes, right? Yes, I think
2: Texas State, in the end, is going to beat Nickel State. Just okay. because, like... In the end, like, we are an FBS team. We are supposed to win these games. Like, mm-hmm. we've got – like I said, our defense is spectacular. Yeah. Like, even though it was like, well, we give up, like, so many points. Yeah, but they also came up with three turnovers that turned the game into our – into and then that big goal line stand mm-hmm. to, to prevent Georgia State from scoring a touchdown. And then they stopped Georgia State three times – well, I meant two times out of three times. So – I think the defense is going to show up. I think the offense, you're going to see more of, like, Caleb Twyford and, like, Anthony D. Taylor running the ball because what that does, you keep giving them the ball. It's going mm-hmm. to take pressure off of Gresh Jensen. So
3: you're saying that they're upping their running game again? Yes, they now?
2: have to up, up the running game yeah. because if I have it all talked about, it's like... We can not expect Gresh Jensen to throw 60 passes because he's not at that stage yet. Yeah, I think
3: that's one of our weaker points. Yes, is, it is
2: one of our weaker you points. You know, quarterback
3: and offensive line, which they did better this game, Yes, right? they did really They did a good. lot better. Yes, yeah.
2: like we had over 200 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. Like that's a really – No, that's great. That's really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, gosh. And the ball, Gresh, you know, Gresh didn't throw a lot, but he also didn't have any interceptions during that game. Right.
3: No, that's big. I think
2: that's really big because, like, you're – because the run game is giving enough pressure off of him you're not asking him, Hey, you gotta make the you gotta make every single play. He doesn't have
3: to do everything.
2: He he doesn't have to do everything exactly. Yeah. You get giving the pressure off of him it allows him to be more comfortable. Mm-hmm. So I think after the Georgia State game, you're gonna see like the running backs more and more. Like as the season goes on, like you're gonna see more Caleb Twyford, you're gonna see more Anthony D. Taylor. And then the more you see that you're gonna I think you're gonna see a more comfortable like Gres Jitson finally getting control of the mm. offense and getting more comfortable with the wide receivers and all of that stuff.
3: All right, so to close this out a little bit, uh you go to the press conferences every week. Mm-hmm. Is there anything we should know as fans, any changes this week? Any changes in lineup, anything to know about?
2: No, it's same I, I am pretty sure like Gretsch is gonna be the starting quarterback when Gresh is gonna be the starting quarterback when Everything comes up because, like I said, he did lead the team to win. He didn't throw an interception. Yeah,
3: he did. He did well. Yeah, he, he doesn't deserve well. to lose anything. No, right there. like I
2: said, no major changes mm-hmm. so far. So
3: okay, awesome. Well, everybody, you better show up and show out once again. This is a battle for the paddle. We are keeping our paddle, and we need all the fan support yes. we can get.
2: Please support our football team. They really need it. They, they really need it. And they really appreciate y'all when y'all do come mm-hmm. show up.
3: And it's a lot of fun. I mean, looking at the Georgia State game, I wanted to be there so bad. Yes. So, I mean, it. and this is supposed to be just as close, if not closer. So yes. So, come, come out uh, on Saturday. So, yeah, thanks, Colton. All right, no problem. All right, so now I'm here with Cade Andrews, volleyball expert, up in the house. Uh, he's gonna recap the weekend and this Tuesday real quick.
1: Yes, what's going on, everybody? I'm back for another week of Texas State Volley- vo- volleyball, and bring out everything from the week. Uh, Texas State, they, you know, they won five of their last six matches. Um, Creeds and Crest Classic, they won that. They beat UTSA three-one, which is a big deal. We know, we don't like UTSA. Then they came back and beat George Washington in a sweep and then they swept Sam Houston State the very next day and so coach Chisholm said we got off to a rocky rocky start but we have played some tough teams which is true you know they played USC they've they've played you know a bunch of ranked teams they played Northern Iowa they played Rice but then they went on a five game win streak however that came to an end they lost to Baylor this week but Baylor is ranked number two and let me point this out a very um underrated stat Baylor's only dropped two sets the whole season
3: two sets so is it a disappointment to lose to number two
1: you know you always want to win every game but when you lose to the number two team in the nation I don't think there's a whole lot a whole lot to hang your head on so Texas State they'll be back they start conference play this week
3: Yep. So we're starting this week with conference play and we're coming off of a bunch of wins. I'm just gonna ignore Baylor, honestly. Let's talk about Creeds and Crest a little bit more. Yeah,
1: bounce off Baylor. You know, that was that was, you know, we weren't favored to win that game by any means. But the Creeds and Crest, yes, um Cheyenne Husky, she was the tournament MVP. She recorded double digit kills every single match and as I said, they only lost one set the whole tournament. They lost to they lost to UTSA in the second set of that match, I believe, and then they didn't turn they didn't look back from there. They just they they killed everybody
3: and so did you get a chance to go you went to the UTSA game did you go to the George Washington game
1: yeah I went to all three matches this weekend
3: incredible so I heard from Chisholm herself or well not directly but whatever so I heard that she said that George Washington was like their best game of the season
1: yes uh I heard her talk after that game she was so proud of the team you know she said everything just went right and then she said George Washington you know Made a couple mistakes, but she said most of the time it was Texas State making plays that made the difference. And she just said she was real proud of the team, and she saw everything going in the, du- in the right direction heading into conference play.
3: So how did our front row look? How Was was that holding up pretty well then?
1: Front row looked very well. You know, even the freshmen stepped up. You know, um, what's the freshman, Courtney Heiser? She mm-hmm. looked pretty well. She looked good. Um, and then obviously Cheyenne Husky. You know, she's a senior. She's led the team. Even Cheyenne Husky said, As a senior, I need to have good leadership. I need to lead this team. And then there's times where I need to be playing better myself.
3: So we've got two conference games coming up on Friday and Sunday. Is that
0: right?
1: Friday at 630, I believe, and then Sunday at noon. They're playing the Louisiana teams. Uh, I think they're playing Lafayette on Friday and then Monroe on Sunday. Or it could be the other way around. Either way, it's the Louisiana teams. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking we could get wins in both of those.
3: Yeah, so we're predicted to win the conference uh, preseason. Uh, we came off of a five game win streak. so unless anything crazy happens you th- you think we've got this in the bag
1: yeah, um Monroe is nine and five, so that might be a little tough but okay. uh Lafayette is four and nine I, th- I believe so they're they've lost one of the Louisiana teams has lost six matches in a row. and so let's hope we can make it seven yeah that, that's the goal mm-hmm. and uh let's hope we can you know rebuild the winning streak you know Baylor, unfortunately Baylor had to end the win streak we're on a five-game win streak but let's you know let's pick it back up from where we left off
3: yeah let's just pretend that didn't happen and go on to six games winning basically
1: and I believe playing Baylor will just make these teams look so much easier
3: exactly it's like you know you're facing off with basically the best volleyball team in the nation very close and then you're coming up back to a 4-9 and team and a 9-14 and that's a little more stressful so should be pretty exciting.
1: It should be fun. I don't know who the number one team in the nation is, but mm. I think Baylor might be the number one team in the nation. Um, as I said, they've only lost two sets all season. Yeah,
3: they're either number two barely or they're pretty close. To I mean, they're 10-0. and 0, so. Yeah, can't be lasting for much longer. So, yeah, y'all come out. They're both home, right?
1: Both home Friday and Sunday.
3: Friday and Sunday. So, show up. Kade's going to be there.
1: I will be at both of those. Yeah,
3: come see Kade. All right. Thanks, Kade. Talk Thank to you next you. week. All right, so once again, this is Cat's Got Our Tongues, episode 28. I'm Claire Partain, the sports editor, and I will be watching you and making sure you go to all of these home games this weekend because it's going to be crazy, guys. Show up to Nickel State. Show up to those volleyball conference games. It's going to be crazy. Thanks, guys.